going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Ready Gold Standard Podcast. My name is Zach Hernandez, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, Matt Llewellyn. Matt, just got back from the game myself. That's why we're doing this later. My voice, it does, I feel like I don't even, the team doesn't deserve for my voice to be sore for as crappy as that performance was. What do you make of it? This was a watershed moment for the season. Like, if, if this team had any aspirations for doing anything like you can stick a fork in them and i i don't care if people are going to say oh well it's only week you know nine or whatever they've only played eight games they still have you know nine games left whatever whatever this was the perfect opportunity to take advantage of a team that was without its starting quarterback without its top two starting wide receivers without one of its star defensive ends and you couldn't take advantage and you come up with a measly 17 points and you allow colt mccoy to look like an NFL all pro. Like I just, I don't understand what's going on with this team. Um, I have some theories, but this was pathetic. I mean, we got George Kittle back. Didn't matter. Debo Samuel played. Didn't matter. Elijah Mitchell played. Didn't matter. Jimmy Gar- uh, Like think about it this way. We, we did our predictions, right. Of offensive MVP. I think you said Kittle would have like six or seven catches for 115 and a touchdown. He had six catches for 101 and a touchdown. I said that Ayuk would have five catches for 90 yards and a touchdown. Ayuk had six catches for 89 yards and a touchdown, right? Jimmy Garoppolo throws 70% completion percentage, throws for over 320 yards and has multiple touchdown passes. And they lose by double digits to a team without those starting players that they had. This is pathetic. And to me, what this I, like, there's no excuse. To me personally, somebody's gonna have to get the axe, and I think it's gonna be D'Amico Ryan's. To be honest, he looks over his skis. This defense is not what it was. They're not aggressive. They're not playing their spots correctly. They're not disciplined. I mean, it's it's pathetic. This performance was pathetic. It really was. Um, SF Drave Niners to say Matt Rant, Matt Rant, Matt Rant. Yeah, um, it's it's been yeah, it's been an ugly game um, to see them go out there and start the way they did. Um, I got to my seats a little late, stopped to get some quesadilla tacos, which were delicious, by the way. But that's aside from the point. Um, the, I mean, they were moving the ball, and then you have George Kittle fumble, which mm-hmm. is ah, uh, you know, okay, he hasn't been around the ball uh, or on the field for a while. Maybe that's understandable, but then they just never recovered from that. And like you said, to make. Colt McCoy looked like he was I mean they played Kyler Murray better than they played Colt McCoy which makes absolutely no sense at all and I tweeted during the game it's like they've never heard of a screen pass before because these screen passes was getting them killed all day and and they were rushing into the backfield and the Cardinals rightfully so were using their aggression and their uh kind of just their you know quickness against them and we're drawing in the pass rushers just to plop it over their heads and watch James Conner go for you know 30, 40 yards each time. It was it was insane. Um, a lot of people are saying, yeah, heads need to roll. This is D'Amico Ryan's defensive scheme. Is it not? My question for you, Matt, did this mm-hmm. team quit on the coaches today? I don't I, I don't want to say that. They just played like shit. Like, that, that's all there is to it. I mean, I don't think that the two fumbles are like the team quitting or whatever. They just played poorly. They played very poorly. It looked like a schematic issue. It didn't look like they're playing – like – they were playing so far off the ball, and it's like, other than Christian Kirk, who are you worried about? Like, what are you doing playing so far off the ball? And everything that that 
you know, Colt McCoy was able to do was like underneath until they played man. And then Colt McCoy was getting one-on-one shots and kind of just throwing stuff up. But this, this goes back to more than just coaching and more than just, you know, whatever. These were things that we talked about in the season preview where I was like, listen, offensive line is an area of concern to me. Um, Defensive back is a serious area of concern to me. And that's all played out. And it's just, I mean, this team has more defensive pass interferences than they do interceptions by like three times over. The 49ers are tied for dead last in takeaways. They have the second worst turnover differential in the NFL. You want to know where we're losing games? That's where we're losing games. Bar none, Frank, quite frankly, this team has no ball hawks and no defensive playmakers outside of Nick Bosa. And that's including Fred Warner. Fred Warner's job is sideline to sideline, make tackles, make sure nothing gets behind you. And even he has looked worse this year under D'Amico Ryans. Like my dream is for Robert Sala to be one and done in New York and then come crawling back here and being the defensive coordinator because they looked, they were much more fiery, much more technically sound underneath Robert Sala than D'Amico Ryans. And I just think that it's D'Amico Ryans first job. He's only been an assistant for, you know, a few years. I think he's just in over his skis and he doesn't know what to do. You know, for once, like we hammer on Jimmy all season when he plays like garbage, but for once, Jimmy was not the biggest problem today. He played okay. He threw a few hospital balls again. He had that really bad interception where he just did not even see Buda Baker, which how you lose track of Buda Baker, I don't know. But overall, Jimmy was not the problem. The defense was a huge problem today. Um, the only thing that really irked me about and, and people are going to put this on Kyle. I don't think it's on Kyle. Like y'all need to relax with that. Kyle didn't touch the defense, and the defense was a huge issue today. Kyle didn't fumble the ball twice. Kyle didn't have some of those drops. You know what I mean? Like, for me, like the situation that they were in, I mean, they were down 17 nothing before you could even blink because of those those turnovers, right? Which is not on, like, fumbles are not on the coach. You know what I mean? Like, especially, like, the way that they happen. George trying to make something happen. Somebody punches the mm-hmm. ball from behind. Both were, like, punch outs from behind. You know, that to me is not on the coach. The one area that was on Kyle that I just thought was – super crazy was punting the ball from the 39 like that was the most cowardly punt i think i've seen in like the last 10 years it was terrible yep i agree it was it was just a bad game all the way around um i think you know kyle kind of said it in in the press conference he was like man we had a good week of practice he was like i was really surprised they didn't they didn't play better Yep. and i i think absolutely that's the case so yeah bro we're gonna get to tom compton don't you worry (laughs) yeah i I think Honestly, that's what kind of scares me the most is they're at a complete loss. Um, I had a nice hour and a half, two hours sit in traffic trying to get out. So I was watching the all of their press conferences um, and it genuinely seemed like the coach Shanahan and each player that was up was at a loss. They had a complete loss of words as to what happened today. Each player said, no, we actually had a really good week of practice. Um, and I honestly don't know. We just got to get back to it and, and be better. And I'm, I'm just going to throw this out there, Matt. This is the – I want to say the third time at least that I know of where offensive players have cited we saw something different other than the coaches prepared us for. So I don't know if that's something that's happening in the week of preparation to where they're preparing them for something different and the opposing team comes out and throws something different at them or what. Or if they're just not good enough to overcome these changes when they're not getting the looks that they were expecting to get. Right. Um, Probably the latter. I'll I'll address that. 
I'm going to address Melissa here. She says, disagree, Matt Kyle has an anti-Ricky mentality. That's on him pulling Lenore as inexcusable. Lenore is a fifth-round pick. You can pull him if you want to. And he definitely doesn't have an anti-Ricky mentality because Elijah Mitchell is a star back. So that doesn't hold water with me. Um, no, no disrespect intended. But there's a lot of stuff like going on with other players and you know why they're not out there or whatever. So that's on whoever was drafting. It's drafting bad players first off. And we've we've discussed what their early pick, you know, woes are or whatever. But um, as for the offense saying that they're seeing things that they hadn't prepared for or whatever, like what do you think is going to happen? That's that excuse to me holds no water because you're like. And Steve brings it up. Lenore was inactive because he had a baby. So that's part of it. But even if that's not being the case or whatever, but it, as far as the offense goes, the offense is the one that's, that's dictating where they're going, right? Like the defense has to react to what you're doing. So that doesn't hold water with me. And like, it's not like they weren't able to move the ball today. They moved the ball. The turnovers are what killed them. You know, so I don't know. That's a weird thing to me. The defense was completely, completely on its heels all day, though. Yeah. And I think they had no answer. They had no answer for Cole McCoy, for James Conner, Christian Kirk, like you said. Think about Um, that for a second. They had no answer for Colt effing McCoy. Yep. Exactly. Uh, Elijah barely got the ball, and Elijah, like, telling no, only got to play. That's because they were down 17 0. You can't run the ball when you have to play catch up. It's hard to run the ball. That's a function yeah, of those down. two turnovers. It completely changed the offense and what they were yep. doing. Yep. Um, they only, they I will only carried s- the ball 11 times the entire game. Yeah. That's not winning football. But, yeah, like no. you said, when you're down, you can't. And, and Jimmy, to his credit, actually played a, a winnable game today. He played. He did enough for the team to win, but they couldn't yep. overcome the rest of the mistakes, poor coaching, whatever it is you want to tally it all up to. Jimmy was not the reason they lost today. Um, Jimmy didn't go above and, be, and beyond and win the game for the 49ers either, but you can't say this loss is because Jimmy Garoppolo was in and Trey Lance wasn't. This is one of those type of games. And I also think what's just frustrating is that they find a different way to lose each game. Right. It's, it's like once they, they stop it's, one hole from flooding, another one starts coming up. You know. Yeah. I, I See, I hate this unprepared – maybe unprepared on the defense. Again, I think people are hammering Kyle because he's just out there, right? He, like he's the head guy or whatever. Kyle doesn't really touch the defense. That's like for his court. He's not a defensive guy. We've known that forever, right? Like, but when you see the offense, somebody on the offense plays really well every single week, right? And then other guys just don't step up. That to me is not being unprepared. That's having uneven talent and inconsistency. And that to me is not necessarily on the coaches. I think that's on the, on the players. But when you only have, uh, to be honest, Fred Warner's looked bad this year. Not good. And Nick Bosa is the only guy on that defense that's actually been consistent and performing the entire season. So th- to me, I mean, like, so look at the, the disparity is is crazy when they're they're I think they're fifth in yards, but they're twenty second in giving up points. So like they they're just not stopping anybody. They're not forcing any turnovers. Like that's a huge thing, man. You can have. Like you can give up bad field position or whatever, but like case in point today, Bosa does a, a brilliant job of forcing a fumble on the backside on James Conner. Fred Warner has it dead to rights and he just like face masks it and it squibs out and he can't get it. Like those type of opportunities, those gimme opportunities that the 49ers are not getting, those are what are po- those are point swings right there. Those are field position swings right there. And they're demoralizing. The the call, the 
Eric Armstead call when he got the sack, but like went underneath the chin strap, which you're not supposed to do. People thought it was like a bad call. I saw that online. It was a good call. That was like I did. Yeah, I thought that, it was a bad a call. call. I saw the picture. It's it's the right call. Yeah, right. That's that's the right call. Um, the the stupid penalty on Josh Norman. Like, what was Josh Norman doing? You're a ten year vet, dude. You don't you you don't know better. And then he's shoving with Tavon Wilson. Like, yeah. that's the type of stuff. That's all defensive stuff, man. So to me, that's on the guy who runs the defense, and that's D'Amico Ryan's. That's what you get with an inexperienced coach is those type of disciplinary mistakes. That's the first thing that you see is technique issues, discipline issues, and a lack of ability to force turnovers. Yep. And, and so that's, and, I mean, Bob Money says, I'm, I'm, what do you say? I'm calling for Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch's head. They need to be gone immediately. They got five years left on their contract. They're not going anywhere. D'Amico Ryan's getting axed first. And then, it, and then it would be John Lynch and then it would be Kyle finally. But all of them aren't going. Um, I just want to say real quick on the whole Norman thing. I thought it was interesting, and I, I said it in the chat. I think I tweeted out that any of the players that were up there saw nothing of what happened. They all had different reasons as to, oh, I didn't see. I was on this side of the field. Oh, I was talking to coach. It's like that's a little weird to me. I don't know. It seemed like a very important play of the game because it, it gave the Cardinals extra life, whereas instead they would have gone off the field, and nobody even knew what happened. Um they, have, they asked Cliff Kingsbury about it, and he basically said, oh, uh, it kind of got taken the wrong way. I was just kind of being, you know, have some sportsmanship or whatever he said exactly, being a little competitive with him, and I think he took it the wrong way. Who knows what it is? Um, I know that, that whole thing was weird, though, because the penalty on Kingsbury came first, but they applied it second. Yeah, exactly. And, and I don't care how they don't offset. Because he was six so. yards onto the field, and the ref threw the flag right away. And yeah. then him and Norman got into it, and that's where the second flag came. So it was weird. Um, also, there was a sequel. Okay, hold on. I got a chat. We got to stop with everybody needs to get fired thing. That, I'm, <laughs> we're not doing this, dude. That's not even realistic. I don't want. I don't want unrealistic stuff in here. We're gonna keep. We always try to keep it real. Y'all need to keep it real. Not everybody is gonna get fired. No. Um, I just want to say there was that sequence of plays <clears throat> where it was like a. I think they got it was Armstead's first sack, if I remember correctly, where it was like second and eighteen or whatever. And then it became third and eighteen. Maybe it was a hold. I don't really remember exactly what backed them up. They're backed up inside their own twenty, and then third and eighteen comes. They throw the screen pass. I forget yep. to who. And uh, Aziz Alshayer has the missed ball carrier dead to rights. Yep, missed. And it's like, are you are you joking? And then the sack, you know, that also occurs, and then they get the penalty for the face mask and that extends the drive that drive ended in seven points you know like yep. stuff like that you cannot give your opponents extended life when you're sitting there with a losing record on the outside of the playoffs looking in and with, with during this game when minnesota had lost they were actually the seventh seed if they would have just won the game which everybody in the damn world except for them apparently felt like they could do would have they would have kept the seventh seed so now they're on the outside again looking in um Last I saw, the Rams were getting whooped, but it's not like they have any shot of catching the Rams as it is. So that no, they're not catching much. the Rams. So now they have a Monday Night Football matchup next week against the Rams, which is going to be extremely ugly. I'm just telling you guys right now, don't expect yep. to win. They couldn't beat Colt McCoy. There's no way they're going to beat Matt Stafford. It's just – it comes down to angles. It comes down to execution. It comes down to leadership. There was a very interesting point in Jimmy Garoppolo's press conference where they asked him, Matt – who steps up in these moments? Who steps up when a leader, a leader, excuse me, is needed? And he goes, "Oh, you know, basically, basically all of us. You know, we all we all kind of step up and chip in." That tells me no one. 
that tells me absolutely right. no one. And Perry was the first that I saw pointed out, and I was listening to it as it happened. I'm like, yeah, that's a great point. If all of you guys step up, nobody steps up because you can't all be talking at the same time. You know, it, it, it's it's BS. Don't don't don't. It shows it shows how badly that they're missing both Richard Sherman and Joe Staley. Yeah. In terms of locker room leaders, they don't they don't have that guy. And Buck. And and, and honestly, Kittle for as rah rah as he is, like I don't, I don't see. I see him more as like the the go between for everybody. Like he's everybody's hype man. But to me, Kittle is not a leader. That's gonna be like weird for people to like listen to, but he doesn't even co- he doesn't come across to me as a leader. You know what I mean? Like he comes across as a hype man. Oh, this guy's excellent. This guy's playing well. Tight end, you. Let's get going. Come on, guys. Let's play. Let's play. To me, that's not leadership. That's cheerleading. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that's great. Like I love Kittle to death, and he came back, and you know he did a great job. You know, but that's yeah. not leadership. It's not. It, it Warner, really isn't. Listen, Dylan, Dylan Caraballo says Warner is. Warner's a leader by example, but he's not a vocal leader. And sometimes you need a guy that's going to like get, you know, get on your ass, you know? Yep. So, yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. Um, you talked about, yeah, that, that punting from the 39. And if I remember correctly, if it's a play you're talking about. It was weird, dude. Kyle was pissed about that. Yeah. I think they had the wrong... So situationally, I think they had the wrong personnel out there or like they were, you know, the play didn't get in in time or whatever. And Kyle didn't want to waste the time out, I feel like, because they were still trying. OK, can we come from behind? My thing is, though, if your kicker can't kick a 55 yard field goal, why the fuck is he on the roster? Yep. Should have stuck with Joey Sly. Joey Sly would have. Yep. Joey Sly would have banged that thing. It might have gone left or right, but it would have gone over the crossbar at some point. But <laughs> I don't um, know, man. Um, yeah. Also, to your point about the Rams, I actually think that game. This is like the the sports better in me. I actually think that game will be closer than you think. Mm-hmm. It's at home on a Monday night after uh, an embarrassing home loss, and most teams come out and overperform the next week. So I think I don't. I'm not saying they're going to win, but I think that it's you know they're they're going to come out more fiery than expected. And if That's not, fair. then it's Trey Lance season. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Stewart has just dropped into what's been said, but with the schedule looking so manageable, how is this team not playing with more desire? After Arizona, it's L.A., Jacksonville, Houston, Atlanta. They could easily rattle off three out of the next four wins. Um, they could easily lose three out of the next four. It really depends That's, on which team shows up. That was up. the problem with today's game because it's like yeah. if all they had to do was win today, they could have lost next week. They're four and five, but then can rattle off a bunch of wins in a row. And then you're looking at seven and five, eight and five, and you're right there in the playoffs. It was um, just so many disappointing performances all around. Uh, even uh, we were in a section. I got nosebleed seats. I never fork out the good money, right? Um, I got nosebleed seats. We're in a section like four hundred six or whatever, and I'm surrounded by Cardinals fans. Surrounded, and all of them were like trying to cheer. Like I felt like they felt bad for me because they saw me and the other forty four ers fans around me, and they were just like, "Dude, we don't even know what's going on." Like we are just completely bewildered at this performance right now. We thought we were going to come out here, just come for fun, watch our team get whooped. But yeah, you know, whatever. We're still seven and two or whatever. No, they yeah. were like astounded that they were playing so well. And I kept hearing them say like, I thought this defense was supposed to be good. It's like, yeah, they were supposed to be, they were built on a defensive line with the secondary to follow basically. And that whole strategy formula has not paid off. Not with the injuries. They haven't been able to overcome that. It's really weird, too, because, like, you look at the defensive line and it's supposed to be the area that this team is the deepest, but it's like Bosa and a bunch of mediocre shit. Yep. 
Like, I'm sorry, Armstead for what he's producing is not worth the $20 million that the team is paying him. He's not. We said I, it last I, year. He's still yeah. stealing money. I D thought Ford, it was funny, back on too, IR again. how he said in the press conference, well, you know, I, I, I see a lot of people say stuff about me in the media, so I just come out here and do what I do. They're right in saying that, Armstead. You do not take over a game the way, like, DeForest does, the way, like, Bosa right. does, the way, like, Justin Smith did. You don't right. do that. You're a solid run stuffer and good for maybe a He's not even a great run game. stuffer. He's weak against the run, actually. If you look at his PFF grade, he's terrible against the run, especially when they move his ass inside. Yeah. That's where they're missing, like, Kinlaw, who is more effective, even if he's not getting – because, like, <laughs> you, can't, you can't sit here, Eric Armstead, with your two sacks – in eight games and be a bad player against the run. Yeah. Like if you're not going to get sacked, like Kinlaw didn't get sacks, but he's a run stuffer. You know what I mean? Like at yep. least he can get in there, you know? Yep. No, Eric Armstead made his money off the back of Nick Bosa and DeForest Buckner. Yep. Like, and we all said it then too. Yeah. Right. I said it then. I've never been a believer in Eric Armstead. He's just, he's just a non-producer. He's a body. And can I just say this real quick with all due respect, he's mentally soft. He's mentally soft because if what somebody like Orion Sakamoto says on Twitter gets to you to the point to where you have to not only get at him on Twitter, but then confront him in the locker room the next time you see him, come on. Wait, what? Yes, this was a story back then when he came out there, he didn't want to answer Sakamoto's questions because Sakamoto criticized him on Twitter online. Right. So... You're wow. mentally soft. You're mentally soft. That's yeah, what that's, it is. That's bad, dude. That's bad. So you are that's a professional bad. athlete making millions of dollars, tens of millions of dollars, close to $100 million. That's what you just got an extension for. <clears throat> and you cannot take critique online when you do not perform up to that level of expectation. Right. Get out of here. Right. Get out of here. So I mean, he was all happy about having a sack today, but like that penalty wiped out another sack, so that's like a wash. He didn't really make any other tackles of that. I mean – Bosa almost had a sack. He he missed McCoy by like a shoestring. Yeah, but he had multiple tackles for losses. He had the forced fumble again. He was just everywhere on the defensive side of the ball. So, like you look at a, a position that was supposed to be a strength, it's actually a weakness, which then exacerbates missing Dre Greenlaw, who Aziz Al Shair is a capable backup, but he's not Dre Greenlaw which puts more pressure on Fred Warner, who probably feels like he has to field more of a role and is making mental mistakes because he's worried about what the other guy is doing instead of what he's doing. And then you have that soft-ass secondary when the team's not getting home. You have stuff today where Colt McCoy was like 24 of 28 or whatever it was. Like, no, I mean, it's it, defensively this team is a huge disappointment. The offense about, is about like whatever, right? Like... You know, we had some injuries or whatever, but Jimmy's been Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy going to throw them hospital. I thought, I thought he took out Ayuk or, uh, uh, Sanu. Um, dude, the whole entire stadium, there was a loud gasp. Everybody yeah. just completely was like, Oh my, cause he landed and then his knee yeah. buckled and he somehow got up, somehow got up. I have no idea that, how. Honestly, that first throw to George, I was like, dude, Jimmy hates George Kittle. I missed it. I, I didn't see the first throw. He threw it high and behind him. And then, Kittle gets sandwiched by two Cardinals, and I'm just like, damn, dude. Yeah. It's also right when you right when you get him back. Also, uh, by the way, since we're talking about wide receivers getting hit, man, RIP to Brandon Ike's future children. He took a shoulder right to the nuts today. 
they showed him on the sideline and he was he got crotched big time and it looked terrible he looked pretty i saw i saw it when he got hit and i was like oh man but he held on to the ball. Brandon Ayuk had a hell of a game today. I was very impressed with him. Very, very impressed. Very two, nice punt return, back too. To back. back to back. Yeah, he carried one out all the way to like the 40, I want to yeah. say, if I remember correctly. Um, and it's like, he finished I, with. I mean, not to, not to toot my own horn, but I called that shit. You did, and, and, and for tooting our own horns here, yeah. that's, that penalty, Armstead doesn't get that stupid face mask. And both of my predictions were right. Kittle yeah. and Armstead. So I just, I got to do it. Um, yeah. I'm not right often, guys. So I got to celebrate when I am. Hey, hey, Greg Brownstead, you about to get banned, son? I'm missing it. Jim Harbaugh can't beat Ohio State, bro. We don't need him back here. <laughs> Jimmy couldn't even beat Jim. Jimmy, Jim couldn't beat Seattle when it mattered most. Right. No, no, thanks. Right. Uh, hey, Zach. Hey, Matt. Do you think Josh Norman has to go? I'm mean. Leave this team. Yes. Uh, yeah, I don't see what positive. He's got one interception on tip drill, and other than that, he's got a bunch of penalties. Like he hurts his team when he I mean if we thought that that like Sherm was washed, like Norman is like bleached. Like <laughs> dude dude needs to go to like goodwill. Like he's he's toast. You know, what cracks me up too is that he and you got it if you're an athlete, I get it, but he plays with that same mentality like he was with uh Washington or, or Carolina, I think was when he had his best yeah. years. And yeah, he he's still playing like, like he's he, that guy, and he's clearly yes. not that guy. No, he wants to play hero ball. Who the right. hell are you, Josh Norman? Stay sound in your assignment. It Don't hurt so, the team. It was so funny because there was a play where it was two wide receivers set on the left side. Um, I think they had put the running back out wide, and K1 is playing the slot, Norman on the outside. Norman points to the underneath route, which was the correct mental call. But then Norman had to cover the slant, and he was like six yards behind the slant, and it was like a first down. And it's just like, dude, it's clear you know what they're trying to do, <laughs> but you can't make it there. Yeah, It's pathetic, man. Yep. David Yang says, as much as we complain about Ward and Tart's non-ball hawking skills, they don't give up a lot of big plays, and they are sure tacklers. I don't. The safeties weren't the problem. It's been the corners the entire year. Yep. I thought Hufanga played pretty well. He was he was on the ball making tackles. It was Alshire missing tackles. It was Emmanuel Mosley taking a terrible angle on one of those plays. I think it was a touchdown play. Mm-hmm. It was right. Um, it was. I mean, there were a couple times where the safeties were out of position. I think uh, on that screen pass in the third quarter that that Connor housed. Warner did the right thing. You're, he's supposed to he's supposed to pursue to the sideline to force him back inside to help. Because there was nothing but green grass in front of Connor on the outside. There was nobody there, and he knew it. So he had to overrun, trying to draw a block in the back. And then the the safeties just completely, like the safeties and corners and everybody else just completely over-pursued the play, and Connor cut it back for a touchdown. Yeah. It was real bad. You know, bad angles all day. Uh, Stewart <clears throat> says, Bosa said the 49ers knew Colt would screen the hell out of them, but they still couldn't do anything to stop it. The run defense is soft as hell, and the blitzes were getting picked up and gashed. Like I said, Bosa and a bunch of mediocre shit. And that's sad when you literally know what the opposing team is trying to do and you can't stop it. That means you're a bad team. Point out, point flat. Simple. Simple as that. They're a bad team. And I said it during the game. Last week wasn't them riding the ship. I was wrong if I said that. Hear Hear me clear now. The Bears are just a horrible team. The 49ers are still a very bad team. And guys, if they somehow... 
sneak into the playoffs, walking ass backwards blind, they will be for sure one and done. I guarantee you this defense is not stopping even Jordan Love's Green Bay Packers with how poor they I mean, I'm going to call it right now. This team's not making the playoffs. No, but yes, no. No way, no how. I'll put it to you this way. I'll put it to you this way. Let's do this right now, Zach. We like to give shit away. If we yeah. make the playoffs, we'll give away a jersey to a subscriber. Yep. You heard it here, guys. 29, 29 minute mark. Screenshot this, record it, tweet us at this in what, 12 weeks or however long yep. the playoffs are? 10 weeks. Yeah. The, the, for the record, I, I took credit for a very funny joke in our section today uh, when Jimmy threw that hospital ball to Sanu where we thought he buckled his knee. And I thought that was a very common term. Maybe it's just common amongst 49ers fans because we see it so much. But I said, there's another hospital ball from Jimmy. Entire section cracked up with laughter. I felt very good about myself, Matt. So you got to take the little wins when you get them. Good job, comedian. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, Yeah, speaking Also, I've seen a couple – I got to address this. Go ahead. I've seen a couple people ask about Diamador Lenore and why he's not playing. He had a baby, at least for this week. I can't speak to the other weeks, but for this week, he just had a baby. Yep. So I'm sure they gave him off. Ambry Thomas was active today. I didn't see shit from him. Yeah. And, and again, we you, you talked about Ace Bros comment earlier, and we're going to be wrapping things up here shortly, guys. Matt's exhausted. Yeah. Short week. Uh, I worked a 13-hour shift last night because of stupid daylight savings time, and then I had a very important thing to do today, so I was kind of anxious about it. I only slept an hour and a half. So yeah. I was like dead. But we're going to wrap things up here, but why Tom Compton and not a Jalen Moore I don't think they had time to prep Jalen Moore for right tackle. But I will okay. say this. Tom Compton makes all my criticism of Mike McGlinchey kind of ring hollow. He makes McGlinchey look like a damn all-pro. Yeah, he he did. I, I'm telling you right now, I'm just like, yeah, just resign McGlinchey. It can't, like, you can't, you can't take chances. You're going to get something like Tom Compton. Uh, and, and, and I just, I don't know. I understand that maybe within the last week he didn't have time, but – You've had time this whole season, and they just have neglected it. That's what's frustrating to me. Um, and yeah. we called it last week. If Jeff Wilson gets the nod, is Trey Sermon inactive? Sure enough, 12 o'clock rolls around. Trey Sermon's on the inactive list. There was a comment in here earlier talking about – That he was taking off all the 49er social media stuff? Yeah. Very interesting if so. That's a pretty childish response, I think. See, and that's where you like you, it goes two ways, right? Where like Brandon Ayuk gets in the doghouse, and his reaction is – well, I need to look internally to see what I'm doing wrong so that I can do better. Trey Sermon's in the doghouse, and he's like, oh, I'm going to power, and he's going to take the OBJ route. So I'm going to watch Trey Sermon because if that if that's true and he continues with that, he can get gone because we don't have time for all that that BS. At least from the outside looking in, that's how it yeah. does appear. Yeah, I'll give you that. Dylan Caraballo. Caraballo I don't know <laughs> if I'm saying your name right. We are getting seven seed. Yeah, right, dude. Yeah, right. I love the optimism. This I really love the optimism. Cardinals team did not have Kyler Murray, did not have DeAndre Hopkins, did not have AJ Green, no JJ Watt. The 49ers just got George Kittle back. Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle played their best games of the season, along with Jimmy Garoppolo, who played his best game of the season. And they lost by 14. This team ain't doing shit. Sorry, yeah. dude. I love the optimism. I wish I could be optimistic with you, but unless they go Trey Lance. They ain't doing nothing. No. Uh, Frank Salidivar, Salidivar says the eventual narrative is that it's Jimmy's fault not catching those passes. Carabayo, sorry, dude. Uh, and he gave up 20 points last time into the Super Bowl. Look, this isn't – I already said it. This game was not Jimmy Garoppolo's fault. He played well enough for the team to win. Um, 
but he's done plenty of ugliness in the past. This specific yeah. game was not Jimmy's fault. T- no, today wasn't. No, but he played well. The Super Bowl definitely that was a lot of that was on Jimmy. He threw two picks and overshot a wide open Emmanuel Sanders in the end zone. So yeah, yeah. You could probably say season tickets. It's not going to happen. No, nah, I, I can't. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not that far gone. Yeah, wild card is wide open. Yeah, today's game was wide open, and the Cardinals yeah. definitely drove a truck right through. Right through Levi's. By the way, I want to talk about this too because they still haven't won a home game in well over a calendar year. I'm of the mind that the 49ers have no home. Levi Stadium is not a home. They haven't had a home since they left Candlestick. And moving to Santa Clara, I think, was a huge mistake. And this yep. team is going to pay for it until they leave Santa Clara. Yep. I Getting agree. The stadium sucks. Getting out of it sucks, as you can attest to. Yep. Took me it's two built, hours. It's built in a business park. The original design was designed for Candlestick Point, which is why it's open, because the winds of Candlestick go like right through it and cools everybody off. If, if anybody knows and they've been to Candlestick, Candlestick 100% was like, even in the sun, you were like, dude, it's kind of cold. Right. Like it, it's called the winds whipping. Like, so now you're in Santa Clara where there's n- not a lot of wind. Right. You're you're right next to an airport. It's in an urban jungle. So it's like hot. It's right next to Great America. It's in a big, giant parking lot. Everybody sitting on the sun side is just like we can't handle it. The stadium is poorly designed to the point where they can't shade the sun side because of the airport. It's just a disaster all the way around. They're having infighting with the city of Santa Clara. That whole thing has been a disaster. So it's no wonder they don't they don't do well there. It's not a home for the 49ers. Plain and no, simple. It really isn't. Um, I'm, I'm convinced it's on some sort of Indian burial ground or something because it's cursed. It really is cursed. Ever since the christening of Jimmy Ward giving up three touchdowns to Brandon Marshall, Jay Cutler was with the Bears, if I remember correctly. They have not had any sort of success in this building outside of the 2019 championship game. I mean, it, it, it's very unfortunate. It really is. But yeah, we're going to wrap things up here. But I just want to say you talked about Brandon Ayuk. You talked about George Kittle. And the two were great for the Niners today. Like you said, six catches for 101 yards and a touchdown for Kittle. And six catches for 89 yards with uh, a touchdown for Ayuk. And Debo also added five receptions for 63 yards. And actually, Elijah, too, five receptions for 43 yards. So the right. ball spread around. all. I mean, there were 28 completions to what seven eight one two three four five six. seven receivers including mitchell yeah i like that i like that but it's not enough when your defense is swiss cheese sadly right yeah i agree with that let's um, address some of these comments too joey joey aradano the jimmy g hypocrisy is all over today qb wins mattered for two years but not today apparently i don't know what you're referring to can you clarify that because i want to come back to that um and dylan they agree with me because I'm right. <laughs> like who, who is literally worse than us because they're ahead of us in the standings. And I know you're not talking about Minnesota who's played everybody super tough. Yeah. Like Minnesota gave Baltimore all they could handle today. It took them to overtime, right? Yep. Yeah. Beat Seattle. Yep. Yep. So it's tough. Um, my question for you, and we'll wrap it up after a couple more comments. Maybe if Joey gets back to you, um, Kyle was asked. Obviously, do we see Trey Lance after? Or, 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 when do we see Trey Lance? Do you make a switch? I think, I think somebody asked him, week. "Do you anticipate starting him next week?" Yes, and he was like, yes. probably not. And he chuckled. 
Yeah, he was like, probably not. But Do then you- he, but then he followed it up with something that, like, again, makes you think. Where, like, he was like, oh God, what did he say? Oh, he said, I'm not worried about that right now. I'm worried about this team and this game, which is so different than what you really. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, as a head coach, you need to be. You cannot focus only on the immediate and not think of the long term as well. You need to focus on both or else nothing's ever going to work out. You're only going to focus on what's in front of you and not look down the line. You know, it's like right. it's like somebody spending all the money they have and not saving anything because I'm focused on having a good time right now. Right. No, you need to do both. Exactly. Dylan Caraballo, they lost to, the Vikings lost to Cooper Rush. Yeah. And we lost to the Cardinals without Kyler Murray, without DeAndre Hopkins, without AJ Green, without JJ Watt. Yeah. So by your logic, the 49ers are trash too and won't make the playoffs. That's why they agree with me, because I'm right. Thank you for making my argument for me, sir. Appreciate you. Yeah, the Cowboys still have a hell of an offensive lineup. Yeah, the Cowboys got bopped today by the Broncos, though. They did. They did. And that was this is peak, by the way, this is peak Cowboys, right? Yep. Five five and two to start the season and then lose like their next six games. This is that's super cowboys. Yep. Uh Joey cleared up. He said Jimmy G stands don't criticize his poor play for who knows how long because he was a winner, but today they're parading his performance. I don't pay losing. too much attention to that. All I'm saying is Jimmy G was not the problem today. Yeah. Jimmy G is quite often the problem, but not today. Yeah. Dylan says, Yes, I said that, but we are still better than them. The Cowboys? I, I don't think so. What? No, I think he's saying we're better. Oh, the Vikings, than the Vikings. The Vikings. No. Well, we play them in a couple of weeks, so we'll see. I mean, that's cool. I don't think so, though. I think the Vikings yeah. are better. Right. Overall, just better. like they've played better teams, tougher than we've played better teams. Yeah. And yeah, they like they have like the Cowboys game or whatever. But dude, everybody loses to weird. Like, look at today. Look at look at t- who. You're telling me that anybody would have expected like Green Bay to rush out Jordan Love and they score seven points and against the Chiefs' terrible defense and the Chiefs can only muster 13 points? Like Patrick Mahomes is averaging 12 points per game over the last four weeks. Anything can happen, man. And I'm not saying that like we can't beat the Vikings on one Sunday. I'm saying overall, if you look at all the performance, team is last – in creating turnovers team is second to last in turnover differential. The team is 22nd in points given up. The team is only 16th in points for like, it's a thoroughly mediocre team, dude. Yeah. All the way around. It really is. And again, stop defending mediocre performances from this team. As 49ers fans, we deserve better. We really do. And I'm tired of seeing fans make excuses for Kyle Shannon, make excuses for Jimmy Garoppolo, make excuses for all of them. They're getting well, well paid, more than any of us will ever see in our lifetime. They need to put up. I'm tired of it. I, I want to see some results. They got one good season. Right. That's it. That's hey, it. hey, Dylan, what if what if I'm right? Then what are you going to put on the line? Yeah. He says, remember me when we're in the seventh seed, screenshot this, and I'm getting that jersey. What do you, What's going to happen if they don't? See, because you don't just get something for free. We're not going to give you the jersey if they don't make the playoffs. We're going to do it randomized. But if you want to put something on the line, I'm willing to make that bet. If you want to put something, 
Let's make it interesting. What, what's a jersey? What's a jersey go for? One hundred twenty bucks. About one hundred bucks. Yeah. If roughly. you lose one hundred twenty dollars super chat, how about that? There you go. Ace Press says, "Wish we started Trey from the jump. They should have." Yeah. There it is. He says, "I'll get you a jersey." I mean, I, don't, I got enough jerseys, dude. My wife will kill me if I put another jersey in that closet. Yeah. All right, guys. We're going to say thank you to our sponsors, and we're going to start off with MyBookie. Head over to MyBookie.ag, guys. I know the Sunday night game is going on, but there is still the Monday night game. Um, I almost won some money during the fight Saturday night, and then during the game today, you know, I went on, I went out on a little of a wild bet, Matt, and I bet there would be a safety just because the odds were like plus 500 or something like that if I bet. What, I would have won like close to 500 bucks if there was a safety. I figured why not. Why in, not? in tonight's game? Yeah, in tonight's game. No, 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 in the Niners game. Oh, okay. So I, I, like, I took the odds. It kind of was almost one in tonight's game. Yeah, I don't know. Matt Stafford avoided Stafford two. threw a whirling dervish interception. But Yeah. Um, and then I also bet the Niners to win 7-12. to 12. Same bet I placed last week. Paid off for me last week. Didn't pay off for me this week. Um, but you guys can still bet on the Bears and Steelers game if you head to mybookie.ag. Use code HIVE, as in H-I-V-E. You'll get your first deposit instantly matched all the way up to $1,000, guys. You deposit $50, I'll match you $50. Deposit $200, I'll match you $200. And you'll also get a free $20 casino chip to bet in the MyBookie Casino. And also, once you have signed up, if you refer a friend, that friend will get a $250 match on their first deposit. So MyBookie.ag, code HIVE, bet anything anytime anywhere with my bookie shout out to my bookie for sponsoring the show next we gotta say thank you to acre gold red and gold center podcast we gotta shout out acre gold click the link in the description guys head over to acre gold and you can start buying gold for a little fifty dollar a month you do not have to fork out hundreds of dollars anymore like the old days once you reach the market price two and a half grams acre gold will send you two and a half gram gold bar gold stamp as matt calls it discreetly in the mail thank you anchor gold appreciate you guys very much and last but not least, shout out to 81 Vino, guys. Terrell Owen started his own wine company, 81vino.com. Enter code HIVE. You'll get 10% off your purchase and free shipping on two or more bottles. Go support Terrell Owens as he ventures into the wine business. Uh, Matt, wrapping things up here, final thoughts on today's loss. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a tough one. And I want to say, like, we're, 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 you know, talking a bunch of trash and stuff like that with, you know, Dylan and – you know, a lot of people in here are upset, but listen, we love all the we love the back and forth. This is this is part of it, right? This is pain. We all suffer together. You know, um, I still love this team. Um, I still want this team to do really well. I'm very interested to see what they do going forward, right? Um, with, whether they do Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance, or whatever, I'm interested to see what happens in the off season. What changes are going to be made? How? I mean, you're looking at an entire DB room that's going to be turned over. You know what I mean? Like so. There's a lot here to to be interested in, if not the on the field action, which has been really tough to to watch. Um, but I mean, going forward, they just got to take it one game at a time, man. They have to th- going forward. They have to beat the teams that they are clearly better than. They need to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, like no question. They they cannot let Trevor Lawrence come out and Colt McCoy them. You know what I mean? You know, maybe they don't get it against the Rams, but I mean, Jacksonville and and I, they play Houston this year. Like those are infinitely winnable games, you know. And the teams that are close to your level, man, you got to come out and you got to come out with a fire each and every week. 
This team has come out with uneven energy and uneven performances, and consistency is going to be key. So if, if that doesn't happen, especially on the defensive side of the ball, we're going to see a lot of turnover this offseason for sure. Yeah, um, and you know what's unfortunate too is that such a simple fix, and maybe I should say fix, switch, would give this team so much extra leeway with the fans. And you guys all know what I'm talking about, making the switch under center. Even if Jimmy isn't the reason they lost today, he clearly wasn't enough for them to win. Right, Jimmy didn't elevate. No, he did maybe above par, but not enough to where you were like, oh my God. Jimmy he was above average for Jimmy. He was still he was still lacing yeah. balls all over the yard. Statistically, like, I mean, look, I mean, look at the great like Kittle made a great catch in the end zone. Ba made a great catch in the end zone. Yuschek uh, made that fantastic catch on the sideline. Like you're talking about guys having to go above and beyond to catch these balls that like should be hitting them in the hands and, and in stride or whatever. Yep. Um, I know Debo had another drop today, but that that was one where it's like high on like high on a slant. You know, you got to put that in his hands out in front of him so that he can like run, you know. So, yeah. So Jimmy wasn't the reason they lost today. But make no mistake, Jimmy wasn't exactly good today. No, exactly. So if you make the switch to Trey Lance, so many fans, I'd say I'm not even being, you know, facetious. I'd say 90 percent of the fans would be willing to give this coaching staff another year's time leeway just because they understand that's every coach with a like that's the yes. mo right a t- yes. struggling team the coach the, the coach and the gm draft a rookie quarterback and it automatically adds a year to what you're able to do you know yeah. so they could make that switch and i think they will i think honestly unfortunately they're going to wait until they're out of playoff contention to then make the switch yeah. but again and i've talked about it before what scares me is jimmy just missing the jimmy the team just missing the playoffs Jimmy going okay, typical Jimmy, and then next season we go into it as, well, maybe we still stick with Jimmy. Let Trace it a little longer. No, nah, they're not going to do that. I guarantee you, they're not going to do that. They're too pot. They're too not. pot committed to Trey Lance to do that. I hope. Not. I one hundred percent guarantee you, they will not do that. Yeah, but I want to see Trey. I want to see Trey. Um, yeah. Ty Anderson said, I want Trey's most next guy, but man, if Kill don't fumble, Kill and Ayuk don't fumble, Jimmy probably has the 49ers up fourteen seven going into the second quarter. Probably, but the defense was still switch cheese, and they weren't giving up or stopping anyone. Unfortunately, um, right? And and you're, it's not. I know this is hard for a lot of people to grasp because everybody's in the moment, and and it's hard to see the horizon. Right? We're all very instant gratification type people. Playing Trey Lance now is not about this year; it's about next year. When you can shore up some of those weaknesses, when Jimmy's twenty-seven million dollars comes off the books. When the you know the cap, which was hurt by COVID, goes back up to where it was supposed to be ahead of time, and instead of being like four million under the cap, now you're forty million under the cap because of of two moves: the cap going up and Jimmy being gone. And now all of a sudden, you can start supplementing the roster. And Trey has that experience that Trevor Lawrence is getting this year, that Zach Wilson was getting this year, that Mac Jones is getting this year where you're adjusting to the speed of the game so that you come into 2022 not having to learn how to play to the speed of the NFL game. You just need to develop yourself and develop your own talents and not be so deer in the headlights. So this is about getting Lance experience so that next year he can hit the ground running and be a franchise quarterback right away. That's what that's about. It's not necessarily about, well, Lance would have only got us this many points today. 
Yeah. That's the immediacy thing going on, but it's not the long-term thing, you know? No, and, and let me just add that we'll close things out here, Matt. How long has Jordan Love sat behind Aaron Rodgers? A right, and hasn't Hall of Fame quarterback. He still looks terrible. Yes, exactly. So sitting doesn't automatically equal success. If not, right. there would be a guaranteed minimum redshirt year for all quarterbacks if coaches right. knew that that was the formula. It doesn't automatically. Well, here, and here's the thing: everybody success. points out the Mahomes thing. Mahomes had a couple of really fantastic years, but remember how much talent he had. He went to a team that was like a legitimate like playoff team. That had legitimate weapons, Tyreek Hill and like all those guys. But now look as you see some of the pieces are either injured or aren't there or Patrick Mahomes' salary is starting to take away from some of that. You're starting to see Patrick Mahomes slip, you know, because, again, there wasn't enough dev time, right? I think it would have been better for him to get a lot of these mistakes out early rather than getting immediate success and kind of like it's it's every young person's thing, right? I got something – immediately so i don't have to work on it you know yeah exactly i'm not saying that he doesn't work but you can see the holes in his game stuff that he got away with in year one and year two he's not getting away with anymore and he's looked pretty bad he leads the league in interceptions yeah so um two comments i want to touch on then we'll wrap things up frank solidivar i apologize if i'm mispronouncing your last name frank Mm -hmm. s why no all 22 on the referees so crucial in this game uh, and no team player coach can speak or criticize referee crawls makes me think something stinks. Could be the money line. Um, well, they're not allowed to criticize referees because you don't want them to criticize referees. Yep. Right. Referees need to be above reproach and they need to be respected because they're the officiators of the rules. The big issue is, and I don't believe in the money line, whatever, whatever, that's all stupid stuff. You'll have occasionally like that NBA referee who was like betting on games, forgot his name. <clears throat> um, like Tim something or other. But the big problem with NFL referees is that they're not full-time employees. They need to be full-time employees who get trained on this stuff year round. Like their job in the off season should be watching film on their calls and their games and, you know, controversial calls and this and this and that. And those are the things that you can actually do to improve your, your refereeing. It's like just repeatedly repeat. Like, if you're only doing it for my, like if you're a little league referee, right, or a little league umpire or whatever, you're not going to call balls and strikes very well. Like major league umpires are there for the most part, and we criticize them if they're at like 93% accuracy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they, the NFL referees definitely should be, you know, it, they, they definitely need to be full-time employees. Yeah, I would. And he's, saying, and he's saying the referees' calls should be consistent in their calls for both teams. They are. You're just you're pot invested in your own team. Yeah, unfortunately, we all are. Right. Um, like they like people go. Oh, Bosa never gets holding calls. Bosa got a holding call today. He doesn't get enough. I'll give him that. He doesn't get enough. Um, and yeah, I would love to see the day where they, at the very least, had to have their own press conferences after the game. It should be each team and the refs and answer up to the calls they made. Um, and then this last comment: I wanted Trey, and because we were supposed to be the good team that had happened to have a high pick. But now I'm questioning it with the incompetence I'm seeing every week. They could just be a bad team that very well deserved to be where they picked. I knew they had holds going into the season. Everybody was talking about Super Bowl roster. I'm like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. So I we'll wrap things up it. there, guys. There are a ton of other comments. I'm sorry we're not going to be able to get to. Um, but thank you guys all for tuning in tonight. It was a great show, even though it was a bad loss, an ugly loss. I saw Hung Fat commented, perhaps the worst loss in Kyle Shanahan history with the 49ers. It could be. No, not, no. 
Which the one Super Bowl was the worst loss of Kyle Shanahan's 49ers career. Come Most disappointing, I, maybe. But yeah. uh, it was the worst one too. Come on, yeah, it was. Maybe maybe regular season, regular season matchup. Come on, they had they, they got out to a huge lead and then stopped going to Debo Samuel when it was working the whole time. Like he completely changed what he was doing. I changed the caveat to regular season, so okay. that way, okay, that's I, I would. Yeah, I would argue that. Also, let me address Kay Carpenter. OBJ wants to be a Seahawk. Good. Perhaps he'll kill Russell Wilson's career like he's killed every other quarterback's career he's been on. That dude's a cancer. You can keep him away from this this team. Yeah, maybe he'll tear up that locker room because... But do you remember when Skip Bayless used to used to call T.O. Uh, team Obliterator? <laughs> I do not. That's OBJ, that's... dude. That's OBJ. OBJ is the 21st century Terrell allowance. He yep. just ruins every situation. And hey, there. look, they left, and what did the Browns do today? Right. They smoked Cincinnati. Whoop whooped them so they're yeah. getting together they're they're really kind of and people were surprised by that i'm like it's been like that since odell got there yep because baker feels like he has to feed him the ball and he's not making the reads he's supposed to yep but all right guys thank you very much for tuning in have a fantastic night we'll be back later in the week to preview the monday night game against the rams that should be fun it should be fun um everybody you know thank you as always for joining us it was a tough one today um, I know everybody's in an emotional state. Hopefully the week will kind of calm that down and we can kind of prepare for the Rams. Everybody mentally prepare. We don't know what we're going to see, but you know, it might not be the best still. So hopefully it's not as, you know, bad as this week, as disappointing as this week. And hopefully we can get a good outcome. So thank you as always for joining us. And until next time, go Niners. <laughs>